Respectfully Disagree podcast. Tonight, this morning, I don't know how you put all this together, man. It's uh, it's midnight. Uh, just finished watching the Raiders destroy the Chargers. And uh should be getting ready to go to bed because I got to get up for work. Got to be up by 5 o'clock. But this is on my mind. And this was an episode that I was meaning to do by myself, per se, just to kind of speak my mind, get my thoughts out. Um, But I ended up catching COVID last week. Um, You know, unfortunately, you know, I don't know if it was, you know, well, I'm going to assume that it was from the basketball team. We had a couple of kids that were sick last week. Um, Sure enough, you know, my immune system is garbage. So I'm thinking that it's a common cold. Woke up with a sore throat, you know, trying to take, you know, NyQuil, things like that. But it wasn't any relief at all. And as the days went by, it just kept getting worse and worse. And, you know, lucky for me, <laughs> I have a wonderful wife that actually cares about my well-being. She uh, forced me to go to immediate care. And sure enough, it come back, tested positive for COVID. So I've been down and out for a little over a week or whatever. But this was an episode that I had intended on doing. And shout out to the Thing About Us podcast. I want to say I came across this through Mario while listening to his podcast, which is uh, my therapist made me do this podcast. And I kept hearing him mention and uh, talk about the Thing About Us podcast. And, you know, of course, like I said, my my biggest thing is support the homies. Like I've met several people that I, you know, through social media and things like that, never, ever had a, you know, face to face conversation with some of these people. And they're actually some of my biggest supporters and I support them and what they got going on. And it just so happens that, you know, I'm trying to use Twitter more and things like that. But I've always noticed that they share my content or, you know, give me comments and feedback and things like that. So I'm going to be sure to return the favor. And I started listening to their podcast and, you know, it's a husband and a wife. And, um, this particular episode was titled the art of understanding. So, you know, one day I was going to pick my kids up from school and, you know, I got time to kill sitting in that long uh, car rider line every afternoon. So I'm just sitting there listening and soaking in all all the information that they're talking about. And I come across this particular part and they were discussing, um, do men really have a safe space? And it kind of got my wheels turning. And like I said, you know, I, I caught COVID. But it's crazy how things work because I feel like it happened for a reason. Because then some things started happening, you know, in the entertainment world or, you know, national media and things like that. And it made my wheels turn even more. So I'm gearing up to do this episode. And I just so happen to, you know, make a post on my Facebook. And I just simply put, do men really have a safe space to um, express themselves, question mark. 
And the amount of men that responded, the amount of men that said that they would love to sit down and have a conversation threw me by surprise. So this episode is actually going to be multiple parts, I hope. Um, Fresh, uh, getting ready to be out of quarantine, so to speak. The house has been cleaned and things like that. All the linens and things have been cleaned. But I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm not spreading germs or anything like that. So hopefully we'll start setting things up for this weekend. But like I said, I wanted to open the the conversation uninterrupted from my perspective and why I wanted to discuss this, you know, briefly. I'm not going to sit here and ramble and things like that because if I do have conversations with multiple people, men or women, the mic is going to be open for whoever wants to talk about it. But I don't want to just sit here and give all my thoughts and then turn around and regurgitate it back. So um, I wanted to lay the groundwork because, like I said, originally this was a conversation that I was just going to simply sit down and talk about on my own. But uh, I'm going to play this clip real quick from their podcast. Like I said, y'all be sure to go uh, check them out. Um, It's on streaming services. Again, that podcast is called The Thing About Us Podcast. So y'all check this out. But when you talk about understanding being an art form, it made me think of, and I may be getting off topic, but I want to bring it up because I want to hear from your perspective. And then I also want to hear from your perspective, Chiquita. Um, I was watching a clip from a podcast where the guy was saying that men need a safe space too. You know, women talk about needing a safe space to be themselves, express themselves. And I can't imagine what it's like to be a man, especially a black man in today's society, because we are less accepting of the humanness and the emotional part of a man, especially our black men, than we are women. So he said that men need a safe space too because there are a lot of times, he said, as a man that he will not express himself or his feeling about something because of the way it may make the woman feel. Because sometimes well, a man will just be expressing, it may be, it could be something as simple as expressing something that he doesn't like. May It may be something that you said or you did that he didn't like. And it's just, you know, hey, when you did this, this made me feel such and such a way. He said, but a lot of times we hold that in because women may cry and then we're having to deal with how it made you feel or a lot of times the women are telling them that you shouldn't feel that way because, but it's not allowing them to have their feelings. And so a lot of times that's why men don't even bother. Bother to express themselves and feel safe doing so 
So, so I'm gonna leave y'all there with that little cliffhanger, man. Y'all go check that out, man. That was a, a great episode. Like I said, it definitely had my wheels turning, and um, I'm gonna be sure to go back and catch up on a lot of episodes just for the dialogue between a husband and a wife, man and woman. Because I feel like, in my opinion, that's very necessary when you're going to start talking about a safe space. And I agree with what she was saying in terms of oftentimes men choose to bottle up their feelings simply because, A, society tells men that they're supposed to be tough uh, they can't get caught stressing out or worrying and panicking because that ain't quote unquote what a man is supposed to do. Regardless of the circumstances, you are supposed to strap your boots on and keep on chucking. And that notion for me personally, I'm going to go ahead and hit the button off the, off the rip. I disagree. I respectfully disagree with that because I know what it's like to bottle things up. It only leads to more stress or eventually when it finally does come out, it's going to explode like an atom bomb and it's going to create a situation that's 10 times worse. If you would have just said something, then if you would have said something in the beginning, I'd rather say something early to try to get it on out the way instead of letting a whole bunch of other things pile up and pile up and pile up. So then when you do finally decide to release all this built up emotion and anger or whatever's bothering you now, it's just going to come at whoever it is that you're talking to as one big complicated (laughs) situation to where it's like, you're not even going to be able to get your point across because you're just piling on so many different things. And then like she was alluding to, it's like now the woman feels attacked. So now you're dealing with that element where it's like, you know, I'm simply trying to express to you some of the things that's been bothering me. But the more and more I pile on to it now, it's like, okay, I'm constantly making a list of all the things that I have a problem with and effective communication is, is something that I feel like a lot of people, they say they understand it. But again, in my opinion, I feel like they don't. Um, Comprehension for me is a, is a, a big thing and simple gestures and statements and things can be misunderstood simply because you're not comprehending what's being said or the tone in which it's being said. And that's how a lot of, uh, a lot of other problems and things can come about. So it goes back to the original question. Do men really have a safe space where they can express themselves and not feel the weight of the world or feel that pressure of somebody trying to tell them that they're less of a man. And the reason why I feel like 
me catching COVID and the things happening around me, you know, like I said, happened for a reason was because um, last week I'm watching the NBA, you know, in-season tournament game between uh, the Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans. And uh, we all know Zion has been a uh, phenomenal athlete ever since this kid was in high school or even before, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we saw this kid, we viewed him on social media platforms and things like that. And we saw how this kid was a freak of nature and everybody started labeling and crowning this kid as the, the next biggest thing. But what, in my opinion is his gift is also his curse because from a physique standpoint, he was just naturally bigger than all the other kids out there. He's not your typical slender high school kid, high vertical, you know what I'm saying? Maybe six, six, 150 pounds. This kid is, you know what I'm saying? Six, seven, 200 plus in high school. And he got a lot of the comparisons and things of LeBron James and things like that. But his transition from high school to college, you saw he kind of got more solid. You know, you everybody just assumed that it was just, you know, pure muscle or, or whatnot. And then transition from college to the NBA. Granted, he had several injuries that kept him sidelined. And before you knew it, you started seeing this kid pick up weight. So we already know the the MO about Zion has always been, you know, conditioning, work ethic, things like that. And everybody's had their, you know, jokes and going back and forth, myself included, to a certain extent. I, in my opinion, I don't feel like I personally attacked him in reference to his size. You know, everybody's going to be like, hey, man, you need to lose weight. And that's coming from somebody who's always been bigger myself. You know, I play basketball and things like that, but I've always been told, hey, bro, you need to slim down. You need to lose weight, this and that, that and this. So I know what that feels like to be laughed at or picked on because of your size. Well, long story short, after this game, Stephen A. Smith (laughs) – he has a late night podcast and things now. And it's like, I, I get it. That's that's the new wave. That's where all these, you know, TV personalities and sports figures and things, that's the avenue that they're going towards because quite naturally, you know, everybody wants to hear from somebody that's famous. And if that's their way of getting access to some of these TV personalities, then everybody's going to tune in. But Stephen A. Smith attacked this kid personally and I felt like that is where you have to draw the line in the sand because now you're not critiquing this kid for what he's done on the basketball court you're critiquing him as a person I'm just going to play a little quick clip Uh, bear with me one more This is the most durable direct-to-film transfer in the world. So we're going to test it out right now. One is Zion Williamson. 
Y'all check this out. Zion Williamson. He looks fat. He looks fat. My brother. You've been in the news for some other stuff. Your proclivities and who you want to mess with and all that other stuff is your damn business. We ain't got to get into all of that, but this is necessary. Zion Williamson went to the free throw line the other day en route while LeBron James had dropped 30 in three quarters and had completely dominated and looked in peak physical condition and looked like an absolute stud and superstar and marquee. Zion Williamson, who's more than 15 years younger, but 40 pounds heavier, Went to the free throw line. Ladies and gentlemen, I saw a belly. A belly. Like when he took a deep breath, his belly bounced. That kind of belly. I mean, damn. Damn. What's up, Zion? It better not you got your ass kicked. Losing by 44 points in a, in a sem, playing semifinals. Did nothing to lead and galvanize your team. Did nothing to show the man child that you are and to take over. But you look like you showed up to the game having just ate a buffet. Not something from the buffet. I said the buffet. Like you ate the damn table. It didn't surprise. I wasn't going to touch on this because I was embarrassed for him. But so I'm going to stop right there because it ain't no sense in me, you know, prolonging this conversation. Um, I'm trying to get back to the main point, which is do men really have a safe space? And when I heard this clip going viral on social media and I'm looking at all the people laughing and things like that it no longer became funny to me because following that game, quite naturally, the media is going to come to this kid. Did you hear what Stephen A. Smith said? How do you feel about Stephen A. Smith? How do you feel about Charles Barkley? How do you feel uh, about Shaquille O'Neal? So now this kid no longer has to answer questions as it relates to a game that he have, he just finished. But now he's having to answer questions in regards to people that are personally attacking him. And then the typical response is, well, he shouldn't be overweight. Oh, he shouldn't be so sensitive. Oh, well, if you don't want people to talk about your weight, then do something about it. And I'm looking at these responses and I'm saying to myself, that is complete, utter bullshit. Excuse my language. And I'm saying to myself, what if this kid constantly sees these things? We already know that the kid is aware of it because this season, before the season even started, they were showing clips of him in the gym. He's got a trainer. He's got a chef. So he's already conscious of how the world perceives him already. He knows that it's in his contract that he has to maintain 
a certain weight limit and things like that. So he's aware of it. He didn't need Stephen A. Smith to remind him of that at his expense to public humiliation. So I'm saying that what if that leads him down a path of depression or leads him down a path of suicidal thoughts? What are people going to say then if he does something to himself or decides to walk away from the game because of embarrassment or just any any reason? Oh, he shouldn't be so soft. Oh, he shouldn't be this and that. And I'm saying to myself, I was like, bro, this is exactly why men feel like they don't have a safe space. Regardless of his weight, the kids still dropped 30 some points the other night shooting over 50% from the field. So obviously can't nobody stop him. So imagine if he was in shape. Like we don't realize the psychological damage that we do to men. And like she was saying from the podcast clip that I posted, especially as a black man, you got one black man on a late night podcast who obviously he's playing a character in my opinion. And that's something that I, I vowed not to do with my podcast. And it almost feels like, damn it. You almost have to in order to make it quote unquote entertaining or make people want to tune in. You got to play a character. You got to be an actor. Now you can't simply just sit down and express yourself, give your different takes and opinions on things. And if it's intelligent or intellectual enough People will naturally want to tune in. You would hope. But no, you got to be a character. You got to put on a mask and shuck and, and jive and tap dance so people will tune in. And that's how I view Stephen A. Smith. No disrespect to him because guess what? I guess I'm doing the same thing, but yet I'm not attacking him. I'm critiquing him, but I'm not attacking him not talking about his physical traits, his physical attributes. So I'm saying that as a young kid, I ain't going to say he's a kid, he's a young man, early 20s. If he's listening to this and it finally gets him to a breaking point to where he doesn't feel like he can express himself or actually say what's going on with his conditioning or his eating habits, then... What did we just do other than tear him down? And like I said, he feels like he can't express himself without being ridiculed even more. So here's more evidence that men don't have a safe space. He's just supposed to take it and keep moving. Let the world mock him, make fun of him, make let people make videos about how he runs up and down the court, everything else. And he's just supposed to take it. And I'm not trying to make this a man versus woman thing, but hear me out. Do you think it would be the same type of reaction? If Stephen A. Smith said the same exact things, but instead of Zion, it was Lizzo. That, Ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, oh, I can't talk. In my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, that is the difference. I honestly feel 
that if Stephen A. Smith said the same exact things word for word, and instead of him inserting the word Zion, the name Zion, he said Lizzo. There would be people boycotting outside of ESPN studios the very next morning. Every headline would be calling for Stephen A. Smith's job. They would be asking for Stephen A. Smith to be removed off of TV, lose all of his endorsement deals and everything else for body shaming, for fat shaming. And that, in my opinion, again, is the difference between why men feel like they can't express themselves and say what's wrong with them. You think men don't have insecurities about their bodies? Huh? This is somebody that's always been picked on. Like I said, I've, I've been picked on about my size and weight and things like that. I guess lucky for me, I'm kind of handsome. I'm kind of cute. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it never stopped me from uh, being able to approach women or go after women that I've, I've liked. Hey, it landed me a wife and, and three wonderful kids. But I'm saying to you, you think men don't feel insecure? Otherwise, men wouldn't be constantly in the gym trying to throw weight so they can get a six-pack and things like that because it matters. But yet society tells us that we can't judge a woman based off of her appearance and her size, but we'll sit down and watch another man destroy another man on national TV for the whole world to see. And if he responds or shows any kind of signs of it bothering him mentally, suck it up. He's not allowed to vent. He's not allowed to express himself. And that's why I'm saying, like, that to me is bullshit. Second thing that happened this week, and I'm going to try my best not to make this long. Um, For those that are familiar with the entertainment world, um, Megan Thee Stallion and the guy that she was dating, um, what was his name, Partisan? I believe that's how you say it. Hold on. Yeah. Partisan Fontaine. Again, I'm not going through all the, the backstory or whatnot. Long story short, they were dating. This is following the, uh, Tory Lane situation. And, I very distinctively remember this dude online going back and forth with people ready to fight for his woman. He's taken up for his woman through the tough time that she was going through facing the court of public opinion, doing TV interviews and things like that. She's in a uh, public trial for something that happened to her. And her boyfriend, man, fiance, whoever he was to her at the time is sticking up for her, standing by her side through thick and thin. So then word comes out that she had been sexually involved with Tory Lane, some other people and these people and that people and whatever else. And, you know, me personally, I'm sitting there like, oh man, bro, bro look like a fool. But again, court case came, went, Tori's in prison, whatever, whatever, whatever. She stuck with that stain of lying 
to the whole world during her Gail King interview, she said she was not sexually involved with Tory Lanez and come to find out that was a lie. So then, like I said, different men started coming out saying that they was doing whatever they was doing. And quite naturally, again, the court of public opinion, why are y'all attacking her? She was going through things. She was doing this and doing that. Boom, boom, boom. So then Megan drops a song. So supposedly in this song, she has some lyrics that kind of indicates that she caught dude cheating on her. So, of course, everybody, oh, he ain't this, he ain't that, he's a dog, he's blah, blah, blah. So then dude, being that he's an artist, he's a writer, he came out with a song. And in this song, in my opinion, he didn't call her out of her name. He didn't disrespect her in any manner. He simply gave his version of what happened in their personal relationship. And he indicated in this song that he felt like a clown because the whole time he was asking her about all these uh, allegations and things like that. And she denied him saying that that's not true. She didn't sleep with none of these people. When come to find out she did. So she lied to him. He expressed himself in this song. Again, another example of a man saying how he feels, regardless of if it's a song, a poem, uh, writing a love letter and sitting on national TV and reading. It doesn't matter. Men should be able to express themselves however they see fit. It just so happens that he chose to put his side of what happened in the form of a song. And the world lit his ass up. How insensitive can he be? Megan then went through all of this and now he's doing that to her. He's so sassy. That's the new term now. Men are being sassy. If a man does anything that expresses his emotions or him just wanting to vent, he's sassy. I can't stand that shit. So when I listen to the song, I'm like, shit, if you ask me, all he doing is saying that, damn, I really was messing with this chick and she had my mind gone thinking that she was innocent. Come to find out, she been out here passing it around. Again, that ain't for, for me to debate. I'm not trying to destroy her character. I'm not using my platform for that. You be your own judge. I'm simply talking about the fact that as soon as this man chose to express his side and show how he's feeling, he got attacked for it. So he does a Breakfast Club interview. In this interview, he already stated that, yes, I'm an artist, but I don't like doing interviews. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I feel misunderstood. So oftentimes I choose to stay behind the scenes. I write for different artists and things like that. And I'm cool with that. I'm not trying to be in the limelight. Now, the whole purpose of him going to the breakfast club was for him to talk about his upcoming project that he's got coming music. But instead, Charlemagne them kept flipping his the, the questions and turning it into, why did you do Megan like that? What made you think it was okay for you to do that? And he's like, I'm just telling how I felt. I'm telling how this the whole situation had me looking. And I'm talking about it from my perspective. What about what was done to me? And the whole entire time, they kept dismissing everything that he was saying to shift the focus Back on Megan, which makes us circle all the way back 
to the thing about us podcast. I said all of that to circle all the way back. And I'm saying that she hit it on the head. Anytime a man tries to express himself, it gets jumbled up and thrown back into his face because now you expressing yourself has made me feel some type of way. Which in turn ends with, shit, I might as well not even said nothing then. Because that's basically how that interview ended. A whole conversation that was supposed to be about him and his music and his project turned into him being attacked for how he done her. When in reality, she's the one that was cheating on him and making him look like a fool, allegedly. Let me throw that word out there. So when I wanted to do this episode, I wanted to incorporate all of that to show you proof before I dive into my personal stance, which is what I'm going to say for when I do have these conversations with the fellas. Shout out to uh, E. He said he wanted to be on here. Shout out to Coach Avery. Shout out to Donnie down in Texas. He said he wanted to be on here. So I'm definitely going to make sure we set that up to where he can call in. Shout out to Cash. Cash said he wanted to be on here. Several men expressed, you know, some things that they had going on and why they felt like men don't have a safe space. So I'm going to open the door up to anybody that wants to talk. I don't care if it takes 10 parts. Let's use this as a uh, an opportunity for men to get it out. If you feel like you don't have a safe space, guess what? The I Respectfully Disagree podcast is there for you. I've always told people the mic is always open. Just let me know. Just let me know. Shout out to Lavelle. He hit me up the other week wanting to talk about the Eagles and UK basketball. Like I said, I got sick. I got covid so I was I was down for the count. But I I wanted to use this to start the conversation because I'm not going to sit here and just throw out a whole bunch of opinions and blanket statements and try to generalize men and women and things like that. I, that's not what I'm here for. So I was like, "Damn, this is perfect. Here's concrete evidence." Everybody can use their two fingers and look it up. Use your thumbs and search for it. Stephen A. Smith on Zion Williamson and then uh, Partisan Fontaine and the Megan Thee Stallion this song to each other and go watch his Breakfast Club interview. The first half of it was amazing. He was talking about himself and how he got started and music and writing for different people and things like that. And then all of a sudden, Soon as they jumped in on this Megan the Stallion thing, that whole conversation just geared towards why did you do her like that? So regardless, men can't just sit down and open themselves up and vent without looking inferior or being in touch with your feminine side. <laughs> why is that? And that's why I can't wait for everybody else to uh, chime in on the conversation or join the podcast. So then I can really dive into it because there's been plenty of times that I've felt like that. And I've always been one 
to speak my mind. If something bothers me, I'm going to say it because I'm not going to sit here and stress and worry about that shit because I already have anxiety issues. I'm an overthinker. So I'll sit here and put puzzle pieces together for shit that shouldn't even, it don't even fit in this picture. But if I'm able to recognize that and I know for myself, I overthink, I overanalyze, I create scenarios that are so extreme to where I put extra stress on myself. If I'm able to identify that, then no, I'm not bottling in shit. I'm telling you right out the gate, regardless of how you feel. And I ain't going to apologize for it. But then it got to the point where I'm just like, you know what? To protect the peace, just don't say nothing. Things bother me, don't say nothing. Then it'll get to a boiling point, and like I said at the beginning of the conversation, then I'll just go off, snap. And now it looks like I'm crazy when in reality I'm fed up. I should have said something in the beginning, but I already knew that it was going to be misunderstood and turned back against me. So why even bother? So my initial thoughts, I agree. Men don't have a safe space to express themselves. And we love to do this thing, talk about, oh, we got to focus on our mental health. We got to go get a therapist. Like, it sounds good. It sounds good when you're talking in in an open room and a bunch of people in there. Everybody can give you a standing ovation and clap. Oh, yeah, he's right. We got to focus on our mental health. We got to be there to help support and do this and do that. But it's like, do we really feel that way? Because if you did, you wouldn't tear each other down. If it's just me and you in a room, do you share the same sentiments? If you're looking at somebody else on TV, do you say to them or you have empathy for them to where it's like, you know what, man, bro really needs to go get checked out. Burr really needs some help. He needs to sit down and be able to talk to somebody. And that's why for my inner circle, I have peers that I can sit down and talk to and open up. Now, of course, you don't want to disclose everything you got going on. You still got to, you know, set some kind of boundaries. But I do know that I have peers that I can be like, you know what, man, this is what's going on in my life right now, bro. I just need somebody to listen so I can get that out. So, fellas, if you do got anybody in your circle that you can sit down and open up to, reach out to that person and tell them thank you because not everybody has that outlet. Some people, man, it's like they they can't do that because they feel like they're going to be judged. They're going to be belittled. They're going to feel less of a man. Nah, bro. We ain't no different than women. And that's the part that I've always, you know, felt like it was fucked up. Excuse my language. But it's like women can sit down on a podcast or do an interview and talk about how hurt they was and how men dogged them and treated them and this and that, and they can cry. And all the women have all the sorrow in the world. Half the men got all the sorrow in the world. But then if a man sits down on a mic and talks about his story and talks about how he was hurt and talk about how women done him or vice versa, now he's sassy. 
winded men start getting on these podcasts and talking like little bitches. When it's like, that's the shit that I see every day. No lie. It's to the point where you almost feel like, man, I don't even want to do a podcast no more because now it's become a mockery. Any man that sits on a podcast and gives his perspective on females and women and what they doing this and that, he's sassy. But if a woman sits down and creates a podcast and sit here and bash men and this and that, they get a standing ovation. They get all the listeners and all the followers and everything. Like, man, the world is so fucking backwards. And that's why I'm saying I'm gone after this. It's different for men. We have to be particular about what it is that we talk about because, A, you run the risk of losing female listeners. Because women are going to make up in their mind, oh, this nigga ain't talking about shit. All he do is bash women and this and that. I don't want to hear that shit. But then you'll listen to a woman do the same exact thing. All men is dogs. Men ain't this. If he ain't got the bag, then he ain't this. And a man got to make this amount of money to be with me. And a man got to take me here. Man, motherfuckers was going crazy over cheese uh, Cheesecake Factory. A stupid-ass conversation about where to go on a first date goes viral. Got the whole world talking about it. National news. Because a woman is going to set the standards of where a man can and can't take her. But if a dude says that he don't want a chick that's over X amount of pounds or she can't be flat chested and she got to have thick thighs and a thick butt, then he's wrong. Then you start ripping his appearance, telling him about his, oh, man, you can't say this and that when you looking like blah, 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 blah. Sorry for preaching, but that's why I'm saying before I went on my tangent, I wanted to lay the groundwork first to show examples of what it is and how it can be easily overlooked. So I played the clip from the podcast. I played the clip from Stephen A. Smith. I gave the example from the Breakfast Club. So now when I give my opinion on the other episodes, hopefully that's coming up, people won't think I'm crazy. It won't sound crazy because I'm going to reference you back to the examples that I just talked about. So like I said, this is part one. Do men really have a safe space? Y'all tune in to the podcast. Like, share, subscribe on YouTube podcast is on spotify apple soundcloud google Podcasts, wherever let us know your thoughts in the comments i'm gonna be sure to at least a minimum of three parts because like i said i want to be sure to reach out to donnie i told him that i was going to do that he's all the way down in texas so guess what some of his peers is down in texas may listen to it and it may help them out My peers here in Louisville, their circles, it may help them out. So here's the safe space. We out. Lick
class. 